I am happy being who I am. I love everything about me. So I think a lot of more people need to do that. And then a lot of y'all asses sit here and read the girls as soon as they picture drop. Y'all didn't give them bitches a chance to get on the screen good enough before y'all start reading. And the same ones that was reading on them girls, as soon as I say something, y'all want to get on my page and try to let me have it. Pray for yourself, boo-boo. Pray for yourself. Pray to get all that negativity and pray for you to find a way to love yourself. I promise you, I tell everybody this all the time. If you learn to love thyself, you will see the world so much brighter. And that was Jasmine Masters uh, spilling all the tea. Actually, she's come under fire. Well, she's been under fire for a little while, but uh, certainly recently because, you know, she had some strong opinions about season nine and in the past has had some words to say about RuPaul and RuPaul's Drag Race and the brand. But this clip came out uh, maybe a couple weeks ago or the beginning of February or whatever after the season nine queens dropped. And uh, she's basically defending herself here uh, for having opinions and then gives us some real tea, some real um, lessons, I think, uh, in this video. Yeah, Jasmine Masters, she's an interesting character in the sort of canon of Drag Race Queens because she's she's one part kind of ridiculous. I mean, there's an element of Jasmine Masters that I think people are like, oh my God, like like on the show, like that first challenge when she had the like the cocoon that she was going to come out of in the, in the first runway challenge, it was like, who is this woman? But Jasmine Masters is a seasoned queen. She's been doing this for a while. She... Yeah. Uh, has Patty LaBelle. A, She's a Patty LaBelle uh, um, impersonator. Yeah, yeah she, ha she has a very, like, old school, is the only school kind of drag and, and really holds to that. And so she has a lot of divisive points of, views, points of view, including, um, and, and, you know, got a lot of flack for it, including right after she was eliminated on season seven. I mean, she was getting... She was getting death threats. She was getting like all well, kinds of she shit. Was, she was being called the N-word. She was, and you know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I was just watching a video um, by Katya, actually. It was uh, Late Night Anger. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was, this, it's this great video. And basically she's, uh, Katya was talking about Bob the Drag Queen and how people are being racist in the drag community. Uh, and Bob the Drag Queen's kind of seeing it right, right now because he like was sick for a gig. But anyway, sh she brings up Jasmine Masters versus Acid Betty. Acid Betty gets off the show after being a total cunt on the show, and yet everybody's like, oh, she was gone too soon. And then yeah. here's Jasmine Masters who gets off the show. She's a season queen, okay? Like, she she's not bad. And then people are calling her the N-word. People are death-threading her. Like, it is fucking awful for her. And this poor queen, uh, I, you know, it's certainly, there's certainly some racial elements to it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, I feel for her. But anyway, keep going. Well, I mean, there, there's something about Jasmine that's interesting because it, particularly like on the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit, I mean, she's very much what you might call like a meme queen. Like there are so many things she says, even like from this video, like if, if somebody who has uh, spent any time on the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit is listening to this right now, they know that this this clip is from the is from the video of her in the car and that there's this like m great moment at the end where there's some girl on her phone outside the car and like Jasmine gives this side eye out the window oh. that's just glorious. Yeah. And it's and it's things about like that. It's that sort of attitude and that kind of just like that sort of like perfect reaction gif that Jasmine gives that often gets her a lot of attention. But it but doesn't really 
legitimize her point of view. But like when you listen, because this video, like when the video starts, I think she says something early on about how she she hasn't even been watching recent seasons of Drag Race because she doesn't get logo on her cable, and it was just oh like, yeah, switching cable companies, yeah, right. It was like, like girl, what is this? And so you kind of are quick to maybe write Jasmine off, but like the more you listen, it's like I think I think she knows what she's talking about. Like like the clip of the week, she's not wrong in everything she's saying. You know, right, 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 right. I mean, I I love the the this. This it's interesting because she starts with these videos and I don't, I think she has an idea about what she's gonna say. Mm-hmm. Almost this this sometimes happens to like teachers and uh, when we're kind of I don't know disciplining a student perhaps or whatever. But eventually we get to what we want to say, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a lot of um, passion or kind of things that need to come out first before we work out what we need to say. And finally, there's the truth at the end. And that's what we want you to walk away with. And I feel like Jasmine says this at the end where she's like, you know, we just we need to be more positive. We need to just start to love ourselves. We really need to love ourselves because uh, we don't have any time for negativity. She has another video on here about the LGBT community and how we need to get it together because we're all mm. being mean to each other. Um, oh, I'd be interested in that. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really fantastic how, you know, it's just basically we're doing what straight people are doing to us, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're doing it to each other, right? Yeah. We're just being mean to, yo, that's not, that's not real drag. That's not real drag. It's just like, no, honey, stop. That's such a waste of time. We need to just yeah. be championing for all drag. Um, sure, we can have opinions about it, but we can't hate. Anyway, so, you know, I feel like Jasmine Masters also, like many of us, need to take the advice that they're giving. You know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, because there's that element of where she's she's kind of preaching these things, but then there's times where it's like, oh, you're not really following your own your own credo here. Like there there are times where she gets a little she gets a little rough where it's like, okay, well, you're not really being a good example of your message here. But yeah. I, at the same time, I mean, beyond all of this about Jasmine Masters, there is a like you know, a total non sequitur of, of Jasmine Masters is there's a clip of her performing at uh, Showgirls at WeHo, at Mickey's and WeHo, uh, of I think it's You Are My Friend by Patti LaBelle. I think that's what it is. It would make sense. And it is an epic performance. She rolls on the floor. Uh, I will post it on our Twitter. I've always loved this clip of Jasmine Masters. And so despite, despite her fairly poor showing on season seven, despite maybe some of the more ridiculous things she said there are still these elements of jasmine masters like what she says on our clip of the week today and this performance at showgirls where it's like the lines are blurred between her character versus Mm -hmm. who she is and and the performer underneath i mean the lines are really blurred yeah she's got she's she definitely has something to offer as jasmine masters would say i'm jasmine masters and i've got something to say and she does yeah so And so, of course, we also have something to say because what else would we be doing here but having another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. And so today we've got a couple of things on the docket we're excited to dive into. Uh, We have some, you know, little features at the beginning, of course. We have some bidness to get to. Uh, And then today (laughs) we've got two main features. First... We are going to be talking about our Fantasy All-Stars 3 casts. Yeah. Cuz it's never too soon to start planning. That's right. Uh, there there is this is this is highly contestable for me. I had a lot of hemming and hawing uh over my cast because I went for 12 
and then Colin's all over here being like, well, I got 10. And I'm like, ten. oh! Yeah, this is an all-star season, Mary. Best of the best. Uh, well, yeah. well for it, to, to my credit, All-Stars 1 was 12 queens. Well, All-Stars 1 was, all, was teams as well. So <laughs> so it was problematic at best. Uh, so we will, of course, be diving into our 10 All-Stars 3 queens. And then we're going to continue our weekly series leading up to the Season 9 premiere of Give Her Another Take. <laughs> Give her another take. Which is where we take a deeper dive into getting to know the season nine queens and getting a sense of what is bringing them onto season nine and what we can maybe expect from them and, and things that maybe we've found that you can get excited about to get to know these queens better before we see them on the show. Uh, so yeah, but I think we've got a couple of things we've got to tend to first before well, we Well, I would love to start with our uh, new feature all right amanda all right amanda which is our segment dedicated to all things squirrel friends the world of squirrel friends and the paradigm that nick and amanda have created with this little podcast <laughs> it's so much e i've been i've done the other one so many times it's so harder to like apply it to harder? another always. it's harder it's always harder what can i say you know these harder with friends. nick and amanda the room. yeah these sure. squirrel friends make it harder that's all i'm saying mary all uh, I want is more selfies, more selfies, Amanda. Oh, <laughs> uh, and oh, and we didn't even talk about the cat pictures. We didn't even oh, talk. No. That that face Latrice was giving. We didn't oh, even know God. about Polly Walnuts. I mean, <laughs> is it Polly Walnuts or just Polly? <laughs> Let's continue with Polly Walnuts, please. Polly Walnuts. That's what we call them. <laughs> I can't yeah, remember. Polly Walnuts. Yeah. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, those cat pictures were on point. And we got some more of Ricky's cat pictures, uh, which are always oh, welcome. Oh, my God. It just, you know, we he was, Ricky was our first cat picture. Uh, yeah. He sent us, and we found out about Gus, God rest his soul, yeah, in heaven. Gus. In, the, in yeah. the big H. All cats yeah. go to heaven, too. And, um, yeah, Gus Gus was a really scoopy guy, you know? He was a he scoopy was, guy, yeah. He looked scoopy, and, you know... Uh, he is an honorary Mary for sure. Mary, absolutely, Gus. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and speaking of being honored as a Mary, while we're in our segment of All Right, Amanda, I can't tell you how honored I am that we now have a segment on the Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour of the Mary Minute with <laughs> the <cats>. Mary Minute. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And I was, of course, I was, of course, in the shower when that happened, and oh, like pulled my head out of the curtain, was like. <gasps> What? <laughs> oh, I was, was so um, funny. I was walking down Smith Street in Cobble Hill to go meet my friend Maddie, who needed to go buy beads uh, when I first heard about the Mary Mightily Mary. specific. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll never forget it. I was like, ah, mm. the Mary Minute. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, it was a fine episode uh, this week. Um, and I, I do have to say that despite there was a headphone, uh, headphones glitch, uh, apparently her uh, Amanda's headphones got messed up while recording and she had to like fix it all and you know i obviously like i could hear what the issue was uh there was actually this one moment when nick goes um i think he just says yeah and it's like all echoey and it was really mm. actually kind of a cool effect and i was like oh all right this is kind of working for me so i kind of got into it and i was like all right mm. i get this this is actually it's almost like Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour remixed, you know? It was a uh, oh, sure. Yeah, a fun like the time. club at it. Yeah. Time. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's like, like I had drinks too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, oh, you know, you do these podcasts and it's like, you get, you know, you get one shot, you know? And it's like, and then yeah. you go back and you listen, and you're like, oh, fuck. I'm not going to do that whole thing over. I mean, right. we've definitely had things where I'm sure you've edited and I've edited where I'm like, oh, okay. That, you know, that, that, I like where my volume is super loud or you cut out or something. And it's like, it is what it is. We're not sitting in a studio. Uh, and then, of course, there was the time that I deleted like 20 minutes from an episode. And, I remember that. Yep, I, remember yeah, that. So I, just, I wrote that down in my journal. Yeah, no, I'll never live it down. I'll never forget when that happened. Ten demerits to Gryffindor, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so these things happen. You know, we're just, uh, you know, we're just doing our best over here. You know, and I do want to point out, uh, since we're in all right, Amanda, uh, Nick, uh, he mentioned that he had another callback, and I'm over here crossing my fingers, not saying the M word, that Shakespearean play for you, Nick. Uh, We hope that that all goes well, and if it doesn't, you know, obviously. Uh, every callback leads to another, so uh, we'll keep the momentum going for you. Uh, I'm sure that you're a super talented guy. I do want to say that uh, I have heard in past episodes that you were in uh, Hunchback, and I absolutely love that score, so if you have any tea to spill on who you were in Hunchback or who was in Hunchback with you, uh, I just love all things Hunchback, so uh, feel free. Spill the tea, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Give me life. So I also want to comment because they, as as our loyal listeners would know, and theirs, of course, know, they are covering uh, All Stars 1 in these few weeks leading up to season 9. And I have to agree, this episode that they just covered, the like, whatever that one, the, the... Girls behaving badly. Yeah, girls behaving badly. Oh, I hate it. Oh, my God. It's so cringy. And and just so, like, at that point, I remember, like, at that point in All-Stars, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, and this is really, yep. Like, it's kind of like... The Manila moment? Oh, the Manila moment. Oh, when when Alexis is like, oh, hey, Manila, or whatever. Oh, I just saw Manila Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just saw Manila Girl. Oh, it was a little cringy, but anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit, like, that's such, like, a bit, like, they've been using that joke, like, that line forever. And, you know, I actually didn't really know where that was from until that episode. So thank you, Nick and Amanda, for clarifying where that line was from. Uh, but, you know, they talked about, that was, of course, the episode where, where Latrice and Manila went home. And this may be an unpopular opinion, but it's one I've had for a while about Latrice Royale, who's a queen that I love, who has one of my all-time favorite lip syncs careful can dance can sweat can bring life is like so much heart and so much joy you named your christmas tree after her i named my my i named my christmas tree latrice yes and of course you know like <laughs> it's not quite as as dedicated as like a naming your cat latrice but like whatever it's a, it was a tr- i would name every year the tree was named latrice so it was kind yeah, of the okay. same uh, uh, RuPaul was at the top, and you had all the drag queens and ornaments. Yeah, and I made I made drag queen ornaments. Yeah, like I, you know, I, I certainly pledge my allegiance. That being said, I do think that Latrice is not strong in everything. I'll say that. I think that she can lip sync. I think she can dance. <laughs> I think that she's a great queen. I think that she can paint. I think that she often can, like, dress that big old body up to look just as fabulous as anybody. You know what I mean? Like, she uses all those curves and swerves to her benefit because it's like, Mm -hmm. you get to make all of that look fabulous. And I really am into all of that. 
But I feel like in All Stars, it wasn't Latrice's best showing overall. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was also team challenges. And I have to say, on the whole, these challenges were ridiculous. These challenges were a lot more like uh, like fear factor challenges. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. They weren't real drag challenges all the time. I mean, I like the girl group challenge from this week or that they're going to review this week. Uh, but this one where they had to like talk to people on the street, it's just like, oh, come on. Like, what is yeah. this? No, that was. What is this? I feel like I'm watching. I I, I just felt like I was watching uh, some ridiculous Ellen spoof. You know, something that, yeah. that would happen on an Ellen show. No it shade to really... Ellen, but it's just like this doesn't have anything to do with these girls' talents. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It. it I feel like the challenge was weird. I feel like I mean, I also. Like they were laughing about Latrice in the Gaffin when she was like, "So I heard you went to the doctor recently," which is it's like the worst delivery ever, and she, and she keeps fucking it up. And I just feel like between like that, what a badass! Yeah, like it just, <laughs> I just feel like it it wasn't Latrice's best showing. And really, the only highlight I would say of Latrice and All Stars, or my biggest highlight of Latrice and All Stars, is of course. The Ethel Merman lip sync. I mean, oh, of course, Every yeah, day. no, like that aside, that was fucking fabulous. Um, though I will also say there is something equally fabulous about what Tammy Brown was doing. There was something like I don't know if they agreed, but I know that when I think about that lip sync, I think well, Latrice was course. amazing. But Tammy does this like, you know, I go to that place where I'm like, there's this. She's got all these layers and things that she's doing, but she might just be doing Tammy. Uh, yeah. But I, I read into Tammy, and I feel like she, she held her own until that last moment, and then Latrice just danced away with the lip sync. Uh, but anyway, quite literally, quite literally, quite literally, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I felt like after, now that Latrice has has left All Stars, uh, I just, I'm sorry, I have to say, I have to say for our Marys that don't know, Colin is wearing. His Latrice Royale T-shirt right now that he made. Yes, that I made. It's, it's I, brilliant. We should send one to Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it on Twitter. Um, but I, this is I do have it is. Uh, well, you'll see. You guys will see it on Twitter. But it is Latrice's face uh, in a sort of like screen printed style. When move your move your mic uh, for a second, Colin. I'm going to sure. take a little screenshot. All right. Get these boobs out. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right maybe we'll use that one maybe we all will. right all right only if i look good yeah i'm looking yeah, a little tired tits today out, teeth out. Yeah. tits out teeth out butt tight yeah um uh, it's hard for a job of a hut to you know shut out right a- right like first i have to just like i have to sort of move all of my my washing cloths off of me <laughs> and to push the pizza boxes brush away off the crumbs yeah brush off the crumbs <laughs> You know, and then it's like, and as I lift up to try to like stick my chest out, you know, there's like the places where the sheets are sticking to my back. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I'm you telling have you, slash marks on your. Oh, we're talking bed sores, Mama. Like, <laughs> I could use a fistful of Jergens right now, all over my folds. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I want you to make like a donkey in the Grand Canyon and get into those crevices. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what's up. Yeah. (laughs) Well, big girls need love too, Colin. Big Big girls need love too. They need a lot. There's a lot to love here. There's a lot to love. There's a lot to wash. There's a lot to wash. Yeah. There's a lot to wash. (laughs) 
there's a lot to try to fit out the door. Yeah, so. You like a queen that can fill a door, you know? I do, I do. I love a queen who can fill a door. Yeah, yeah. Fill a door, fill a, a living room window, fill a cutout on the back of the house. <laughs> fill a crane. Oh, God. All right, all right, all right, all right, Mary. Uh, all right, Mary. <laughs> All right, Mary. Did you ever see that movie, uh, Operation Dumbo Drop? Oh. <laughs> That's how I moved to Sacramento. <laughs> no, but I saw I saw the elephant man, and you saw that play whale, so. <laughs> yeah, so really, it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on, moving on. Anyway, uh, to Nick and Amanda, all right, Amanda, we loved this week's episode. Despite the headphone fix, it was totally great. And Oh, yeah. Uh, we hope, yeah. you know, you're having a good morning, Amanda. You know, happy Monday. So. Yeah, well, I, we hope you're both having a fabulous morning. Well, I guess maybe it could be afternoon for Nick. I don't know when you listen. I know, I know, uh, I know that uh, Amanda makes omelets. Nick, what? Bring us in because you know, you know, I'm in the shower. Amanda's either making omelets or in the bathtub. Johnny's getting beads with Maddie. Uh, where are you? That's. I think Nick's probably like in the dance studio doing stretches. Oh, you know, yeah, he's yeah, like, like working on those calves, working on those. You know, he maybe he's rolling them out before his dance maybe. auditions. Yeah. He might be highlighting a script. You know, just oh yeah, maybe he's highlighting a script. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. laying yeah. in bed with his with his lover. What's his lover's maybe. name? Oh, Keon. Maybe. Keon. Yeah. Maybe that's a that's a nice idea. I like the idea of somebody luxuriating in a relationship and listening to All Right, Mary. You know. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. From my hospital grade bed over here, I love the idea of somebody somebody <laughs> using that space between two people instead of just one. <laughs> That's very romantic. <laughs> okay, so uh, I thought we would actually uh, respond to some of the emails we got, uh, Colin. Uh, by the way, I'm Johnny, and Colin is the other and person I'm the- talking. Oh, that's right. The invalid in the the hospital. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I'm the obese invalid in the hospital bed in Sacramento. (laughs) (laughs) Like all people in Sacramento. Just kidding. Okay. um, (laughs) So uh, I thought we would talk about some of the emails that we've received uh, over the past week, uh, two in particular. But before we go into that, I just wanted to make sure and check in on RuPaul's uh, brick race and make sure that all of our Marys went and voted uh, for uh, the Lego uh, competition thing that's going on um, for uh, a RuPaul Lego set. Well, yeah, so it's, I mean, as we had, we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last episode, it's um, Lego does crowdsourcing for, you know, Lego ideas. And so uh, RuPaul's Brick Race, Mark at RuPaul's Brick Race, uh, has submitted his prototypes to do a RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, Lego world with a workroom and a Lego Rue, Lego Michelle, Lego, Lego Michelle, Lego Michelle, Lego Ross yeah. Matthews. Uh, so we'll post the link again where you can, I mean, it's super easy. You just go onto the ideas website. Dot, ideas.lego.com and search for RuPaul. And yeah. that's it. And, and we'll you just po- vote. Yeah. Done. And you just vote. You say support and then you support it. And then it moves on yeah. to the next round. Uh, yeah. And you can, you can totally um, post to your Facebook this thing and have some of your friends you know, I don't know. Why not? Uh, I just think it would be cool. Yeah, yeah. And no, I think it'd be a lot of fun. So, uh, bitch, get into it, as we like to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you want to move into these emails? There's uh, one email we got from uh, the lovely uh, Sister Mary Alberta from, uh, yeah. from Canada. You wrote back to her. So, uh, let me just l- let's let you know what happened. So, uh, Alberta is listening to us um, in her car. Um, and she she had to pull over and let her windshield 
Defrost uh, while she was listening to Give Her Another Take from last week. Um, and she was about to uh, tuck into another... Uh, uh, she was going to have another donut from Tim Hortons. Uh, so anyway, she she was talking about how she was uh, the Canadian uh, the, the Canadian cliche, and uh, she called herself the Canadian cliche as like a drag name. Um, and uh, we just thought it was so great. So Colin, I just wanted to give you a shout out. You gave her a wonderful introduction as if she was a drag queen, and you said, "Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Canadian cliche. She is serving you Parker realness." 100% goose down the house down boots. Yas, deep frost, mama. Now tip this queen. Those Timbits aren't going to pay for themselves. So I just, I was living. I was living for it. Uh, anyway, uh, Alberta, you are totally my hero. Um, and you, while you are fulfilling a Canadian cliche, uh, I could never be as fucking tough as you living in that cold and defrosting a car uh, and, you know, waiting and then, you know, writing an email let alone uh, taking out your phone in general uh, while it's so cold. <laughs> right, and uh, she's not just in, like, she's not just in, like, Toronto. I know shade on Toronto. You guys know my feelings on Canada. Love Toronto. Canadi- Toronto, yeah. love Toronto, um, love Canada. She's in the Northwest Territories. She's in Yellowknife. She's up there, Yeah, mama. yeah, so, she's all the way up there. Yeah. She's, she's digging herself out every day. Digging herself out. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, uh, she was uh, she was given some love for Mrs. Kasha Davis in mm, season seven, which uh, I was happy about. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so good luck with that windshield girl, and uh, keep keep those donuts coming. Yeah. Uh, so so our our next email, um, which I'll I'll give to you, Colin, was from Jade. Yeah. So we got it, uh, Sister Mary Jade. Sister Mary Jade. You know, I I do want to say before I dive into Jade's email, Marco is climbing all over the place come on buddy being one of those hands on pause on yeah pause on producers it's like no you know what you're not gonna you're not gonna interfere this week all right he's good he's laying down uh so before i dive into jade's email like i have to say between alberta and jade and everybody else that we hear from like we get such good emails from people we've we've drawn in people who like think about the show the way we do and i'm like it's so validating it's so great uh, and so Sister Mary Jade reached out to us recently and uh, sent us a really nice email. Let me pull it up. Uh, she sent us a really nice email, but included some fabulous questions, uh, which I thought were too good to not answer on the episode. So here we are. Um, let me pull this up. Okay. I have them. You oh, you have them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go for it. You yeah, say I have them. them. Okay, great. So the first one is, which season is your all-time favorite? And this one is super easy for me. Uh, and I believe this is like the popular opinion, and it's not just because we just reviewed it, but it really is a fabulous season. Season six, I feel like, has so many amazing, quote-worthy moments, has really talented queens, it has some of the best lip syncs, if not, well, the second best lip sync, mm. um, in my opinion. I M H O. I love season six, so that's my all-time favorite. You know, I, I said season six as well, but I also, and granted I haven't rewatched it, but I also feel like All-Stars 2 has all of the potential to be up there as a favorite as well, because there's just sure. so much fabulousness that happens in that season. You know, season eight is also up there for me. It has Chi-Chi Devane, it has Kim Chi, <clears throat> and Acid Betty, three people that always killed it on as far as looks go for me. So Yeah, um, yeah, but no, I agree. I feel like season six is a real is a real highlight. Uh, all right, so the next question is, in your opinion, which queen has changed the most for the better after appearing on the show? 
Yeah, you know, I I couldn't choose one, but I feel like I would say Trixie Mattel. I uh, wasn't as big of a fan of hers on the show as I am now. I think that she's really, I don't know, like I just, I'm so much more into the character and the aesthetic of Trixie Mattel and maybe it just didn't translate in the season. Um, I think Adore Delano has certainly grown. I think she's grown into, maybe this of course again is because we just watched season six. I feel like she's she's gotten so much clearer on who she is and what she's doing and we really saw that from all stars too and but i would have to say like my number one who i think has changed the most for the better is milk i think that milk has i think that she's refined her aesthetic so brilliantly and like has taken all these quirky ideas that she was bringing to season six and has just owned them and so yeah i would say those three but milk the most so jade Jade said uh, one of hers was uh, uh, Laganja. Yeah, I thought about Laganja. I considered her as well. Um, I don't know much about her post-drag race, except for when she was on What's the Tea, and I didn't really believe her. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm going to reserve my judgment then, because I don't really know. And then the other one she said was Miss Fame, um, who has just been doing great things since yeah. the show. Uh, yeah. She now works for L'Oreal, and... She's she's just been doing some great, great things. Um, I I guess mine, who who's changed the most for the better after appearing on the show, you know I I maybe she hasn't changed, but for me she has is Katya. I just, just feel like Katya on the show mm. was kind of a mess, and now she's kind of figuring it out. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that she her content maybe hasn't changed, but her her a bit like her ability to present it and her sort of like the foundation on which she presents her ideas has solidified mm-hmm. which i think has only made her ideas and her point of view stronger yeah that makes sense yeah um all right so the third question was what was your favorite look throughout the whole show oh uh, all right well i could not choose one and so <clears throat> i have to list them all uh in no particular order i mean maybe a little bit like I thought that Ivy Winter's Victor Victoria look is just fabulous. Just so fucking fabulous. Raja's, like, Zulu warrior princess look. Right, right. Unbelievable. Um, Special mention, totally worth, to Nina Flowers in the first episode of season one, her trash to treasure look. If you're Mm. not familiar with it, look it up. It is edgy. It is interesting. It is, like, for season one, for the first episode, to bring that to the main stage, granted it was a you know, not a very big main stage, is just incredible. It's such a cool look. Uh, I I have to agree with Jade, Violet's season eight reunion look is uh. probably one of the best. That, that that could be my favorite. I think it is the best look that's ever it been was like a gas. It was like yeah. a gas. It was like a Bendela creme as a bug. It was like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, I love that one. It was amazing. Is it my favorite? Mm. I think my favorites, and I one would have to be Katya's lesbian agent Ellen Barkin realness from All Stars <laughs> Two. I, like, okay. I okay. there's something about that look. I mean, it's not the most outrageous, but I just got what she was doing so completely. Yeah, yeah I know you love that so much. You I love, love that. that. So much. I love that. I mean, the hair, the makeup, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, I have to say, I think it could be, it's, it's certainly one of my favorites and will always be, is 
milks pregnant uh, at the Tonys monster. <laughs> I just love that look. All right. I mean, and I get it. I get it. It just wouldn't be up there with, like, Violet Tchotchke's oh. season eight reunion. Anyway, or season seven reunion. Or it's was season eight. Um, uh, for me, I didn't go as in-depth. Uh, I just kind of thought, like, oh, quickly, what's, what's the one that first comes to mind? Uh, and for me... Well, besides all of Detox looks from All Stars Two, mm. uh, it was it was Milk's Pinocchio look. I just wow. like, I just think it the way she presented it and how perfect it was. It was God. It was I had never seen something like that before. So yeah, that's I love that a one. that's sort of a, a a dark horse in the competition. I don't think people think about that look very often, but uh, yeah, that's a black horse. Um, <laughs> And then, so uh, the last... oh, go ahead. Oh, so so I was going to say the next question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, was who would you want to see as a judge on season nine? And for me, immediately, Bjork. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a couple. Of course, I couldn't choose. I'd love to see Khloe Kardashian again. I think she's a great guest judge. I think she does it really well. I think she gives good okay. feedback. I would love to see Lady Bunny as a judge because I oh, love I was Lady that, Bunny. That, yeah. yeah. What about um, Judge Judy? I feel like Judge Judy's got to get on this show. Oh, yeah. She, I think that it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would love to see Bianca Del Rio as a guest judge. I'm, no, you've mentioned that. You mentioned that. And I didn't want to say that because I'm like, okay, that doesn't really count. She's a drag queen. I, I think it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see a past winner become a judge. And then I think the one I'm most excited about and this is in particular, if the first runway of season nine is a club kid challenge, I want to see James St. James as a guest judge. Okay. Because I love him and he's a club kid and like he he works all these drag queens doing the transformation videos. Like he would be so, like if that is a club kid runway, granted I know they already have Lady Gaga, but whatever. Why can't you have James St. James? Like he would be the most perfect guest judge. Right. Um, so I would love to see that happen. All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for uh, all of the emails. We, I wish we could do all of them. Maybe one day we will do more. But yeah. uh, for now, we want to keep you know keep things simple. Um, I we really appreciate it. If you have any emails to send us, whether it's love, hate, or just you know your own questions, you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail .com, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and of course you can also always post uh, something to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, which I believe, if we're gonna just be vain about it, we're up to seventy-seven followers. Oh, I thought it was seventy-six because I was gonna sing seventy-six trombone. Uh uh, no. Nope. Uh, so it's seventy-seven. We're in a palindrome. All we're right, in a, Mary. We're in a palindrome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the stage, the fabulous and. Uh, reversible palindrome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she goes this way and that. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she going backwards or forwards, tip her anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can certainly join 77 others at All Right Mary, and uh, we'd love to see you there as well. Okay, and now for another episode of Give Her Another Take. So aggressive. So shrill. It's so desperate, right? Yeah. Give her another take. Please. Please. Give her another take. I'm somebody. Yeah. Anyway, so we have um, another take on season nine queens. Uh, for today, we have Kimora Black, 
and James Mansfield, and Colin will be reviewing... I'll be talking about Valentina and Charlie Hydes. Fabulous. So, bitch, get into it. Do you want to start, or should I start? I could start. I could start talking about Valentina, which was... to you know, for those who remember from our Meet the Queens episode from a few weeks back, which you could totally go re-listen to at some point, uh, we I don't I I think I came right out and said it's like here's a queen I'm not excited about is Valentina, uh, and I my initial perceptions was like I mean she even kind of admits that like she she's not really a comedy queen she doesn't sew I'm like these are really big like if you don't sew you the first episode's gonna be a problem and if you're not a funny queen the rest of the episodes are gonna be a problem so I mm-hmm. uh, I just don't know what you're bringing to the table so I kind of went in with a bit of skepticism on like okay well what does Valentina have to offer because she must have something obviously because she's going to season nine uh, and so I, I found some interesting I I found some interesting things about Valentina uh, Valentina, her real name, uh, her boy name is James Levia. He's an L.A. queen. Uh, this was Valentina's first time auditioning for Drag Race, which is oh. when we hear about queens like Alexis Michelle who've been li- who've been uh, who've been lip syncing, who've been auditioning since season two. I mean, it's like, how must that feel to be like, oh, first time and I'm in. Uh, yeah. So, so that tells you it's like, okay, well, this is not just like a queen, like first time and you're in. Like, what are you bringing to the table? And we know from her Meet the Queens episode, we you know that that she knows her references. Like I appreciated her Meet the Queens clip that you know she she wanted to look like, or you know she liked the name Valentina because it sounded like a Pedro Almodovar character, and uh, she knows her fashion references. She she knows her pageant references. Okay, all right. And so there's something about a queen who knows her references that that feels interesting to me and i think okay is she, how old is she is she young she's young i don't i i don't i didn't find how old she was i would say she's probably i don't know i was 27 i don't know uh you keep talking Mary. yeah so i kind of started hunting to find like let me let me see let me see valentina in action and so what i did is i started looking for some some youtube performances and you know let me find a variety let me find her doing different things see what she brings just to kind of like the uh like let me see a drag queen do lip sync you know what i mean it's kind of like when you go to a new pizza place you're like let me just get the plain slice let me just see Mm. how good that is and then we'll talk about toppings and so uh there's a couple and i'll post these lip syncs on uh on twitter they're worth checking out there's uh there's one, it was actually, and it was not that long ago, it was her debut performance at Showgirls at Mickey's and WeHo, which is where a lot of these girls perform. And she did, uh, she did this song, Asi Fue, you know, kind of a white guy speaking Spanish here, so bear with me. Uh, it hey, is, yeah, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> be gentle, Canadian. be gentle, Marys. Uh, my name is Colin, so <laughs> there's only so much of an accent you're gonna get. Uh, yeah, uh, this lip sync this is again this is her debut performance at showgirls i have never seen a queen collect so many dollars oh wow it is a shower i mean it is it is at 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 a point where and what's amazing is that sometimes you see these queens performing and they're just collecting tips and you're like this is boring she manages to still keep performing it's a slow song it's a dramatic song um marco is playing with a toy of course while i'm there you go. Get out of here, buddy. Um, it's what I liked about this performance is not only does she uh, handle some drunk straight women 
really well, like just sort of aggressively tipping her. There's a drama. There's a here it comes. There's a nuance to what she's doing. Uh, it's totally lip sync worth seeing to kind of negate this idea that maybe Valentina's kind of like, I don't know, not an intellectual or a cerebral queen. I feel like there was a lot of thought and a lot of gravity in this performance. Uh, and the same, there's another she does of Gopher by Yima Sumac, which of course we know is uh, Malambo number one, uh, Jinx Monsoon. Uh, which was also really interesting, very clever, very unique, kind of funny. Uh, and and I guess what the impression that I'm getting from Valentina is, or the question I'm having is, she's doing these kind of like interesting sort of, you know, weighty lip syncs, but I don't know if she's kind of the architect of that or if that's just kind of happening. It's like when we talk about Valerie Cherish, does she know she's a good actress or does this kind of accidentally happen when, when she's not looking, you know? And so that's kind of my questions I'm having about Valentina is she clearly can bring something captivating to the stage and it's not just her looks. Like there's an energy there, there's a presence. Uh, she's very much there when she's performing. So she doesn't have to be doing this like really big showy number and I'm still like totally not losing interest. But I mean, that doesn't necessarily translate to Drag Race. Like, oh, that makes sense. You know what makes I mean? Sense. So yeah. just so we're clear, her name is James Leva and she's 25 from Echo Park, California. Oh, did I pronounce her name wrong? I thought it was Levia. Oh, I'm looking on Wikipedia and it says Leva, but maybe it's Levia. I don't know. Uh, well, she lives in Echo Park. She's an L.A. queen. Uh, so my questions about uh, Valentina is, despite all of this, despite what she's bringing to a lip sync, is she quick enough? Is she clever enough? Is she funny? Can she be the architect of a character? Uh, because we know she doesn't sew. We know that she's... Uh, not really an actor, and so things like Snatch Game seem to me like stumbling points, and that's really where I'm going to be watching Valentina, is if she can translate similar to what we saw with Trinity, right? Trinity K. Yep. Bonet. If you can translate what you do as a, on a lip sync to these other challenges, then I think you could do really well. So... Yeah, Alright. Well, thanks for that. Uh, that's a lot more kind of thought and I don't know, more information than I, I would have ever thought about Valentina, because I... Yeah, I, when when she, I found out she couldn't sew, I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. two. Yeah, no, that's kind of what I assumed. So I'm going to move on to uh, the next queen, if you don't mind. I guess. Um, do you have anything else to say about Valentina? No, I think that's it. Right, I'm just going to keep moving on. Um, so I did Kamora Black, uh, who is 28 from Las Vegas. And let me tell you, Colin, she is a Las Vegas queen to a T. Uh, she's life-size Barbie, rich, hot, um, and she seems to me like she's going to be a good villain for the season. Mm -hmm. I think that that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's very opinionated. She does not like busted queens. Her whole kind of aesthetic is that everything has to be impeccable and everything has to look great. Um, what I have seen, there's not much from her, right? There's not much from her on the internet. I haven't found much except for some really sickening looks with that breastplate. I mean, she just has these huge breasts in most of her looks, and it's really fabulous. Um, on YouTube, she has uh, 418 subscribers, and she made this kind of hilarious video shaming um, 
shaming bottoms for not douching before oh, anal sex? I've I think I've I've seen that video. I feel like there's she has more like she's obsessed with telling bottoms to douche. Like, listen, it's yeah, a public well, service announcement. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. She's uh she's a she's a, a bottom herself and she says she's been sucking for seventeen years. So I'm like, okay, she started young. Right. Um Anyway, so there is one video that uh, I just wanted to bring up. It's the How Many Licks video when she was uh, lip syncing at Free Zone Drag Madness. And she's doing great in it. She's just working. She's working the crowd. And the the camera person who posted this video, and I think actually maybe Kimora reposted it, but there's a dude on his phone while she's right there lip syncing. Like, we can mm. see what he's doing on his phone. He's not paying attention. Anyway, this is nothing, no shade on Kimura. This actually, I've seen so many season nine queens that have posted videos where you see somebody just, like, hanging out on their phone. I'm like, that is not cute. So yeah. if you're going to take a video of a drag queen, edit it so that we don't see people on their phones or don't post it. Anyway, it just totally took me out of the moment, and I was like, I'm annoyed. Anyway, that's all I found on Kamora Black. Um, I I am excited for her as a villain. I'm excited for her breastplate and her looks. Like she is a sickening queen. And let me tell you, she's a gorgeous man. A gorgeous man. Does she seem like like a performer? Does it seem like she's bringing anything more than a look? You know what I mean? Uh, she certainly has the look and the sex. There is all of that there. I. And in terms of her speaking, as a man, she reminds me a lot of Gia Gunn in the sense that, like, she could just talk. She could talk and and throw shade and have opinions and, and have something behind them, you know? She's I, flappy I, at the jaw. She's great on a mic. <laughs> exactly. She's good. Um, I don't know how long she's going to last. Mm. Uh, I, don't, I don't see her making top five. I see her making, you know, past the first episode because she can sew. Right. So... Well, and uh, and if she's going to be a villain, you know, I mean... Oh, sure. She's going to bring the drama. She's going to bring the drama. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I think there aren't many queens that have been kind of pegged outright, like, from the start, who, like, could... That role is very important. It's very important to a season. Sure. They, oh, like, season eight needed a little bit more of it, I think, was a lot of people's feelings. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, they'll keep a queen like that around because I... I said this during the meet the queens episode we did on you know when we talked about kimura i said i feel like kimura is a response to season eight's rupaul's best friend race so okay. uh we'll see if that happens i think aja i think aja might be a, a polarizing queen but that's for another week that's for another week um so yeah so that's my kimura so moving on talking about charlie hides charlie hides the queen uh, i am yes. i am very excited about i've been very excited about since meet the queens I just want an all snatch game of Charlie Hyde. Oh well, she could do it. She, I mean, <laughs> I like she does share. She does Joan Rivers. It's just fabulous. Yeah, it really. You know, Charlie Hyde's. I had said when we saw her in Meet the Queens, I said this is a queen I'm excited about, but oh, I don't think she's going to make it to top three. And I want to take that back because I think that Charlie Hyde's, with maybe one little exception, has everything it takes to be a top three queen. Okay, what's the exception? The only exception is we have not seen Charlie Hyde's. I can't see anything. I can't see her like being. She's not a lip syncer. She doesn't. She's not going to do Ariana Grande break free. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm that's not mad. It's a great, song. It's a great song, but like a lip sync like that, I I don't know if that's something Charlie Hyde's does. But she fucking does everything else. She's 52 <laughs> years old. Uh, 52. 
work. She's 52 years old. She was born in Boston. She moved to London when, he, when she was when he was 33. Uh, and I did want to mention this. Uh, this is just a little bit of tea I picked up, you know, sort of sussed out. Uh, Charlie, I guess, was having some sort of like vocal problems, like, you know, throat problems, whatever. And then before he got onto the show and then when he got onto the show he said it actually got worse because the main stage and the workroom were so cold and so what that made me think was oh you must have spent a lot of time there so you know because they filmed these episodes like boom 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 so it's like oh it got really worse for the three days i was there i'm like no 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 so charlie hides has a okay yeah so that was like a nice little like okay i'm happy to see that i believe charlie hides goes far I, I do too. That. Well, you know, Charlie Charlie Hides has a, a a fairly popular YouTube channel. I think there's like seventy something thousand followers. But that you- great, great. I'm sorry, but there are some great videos that Charlie has made. Yeah, you know, he's he's brilliant. So funny. Oh my god. If you we have to post some, but I think we might have already. But like. Oh, God, I just love his videos. Yeah, he really – and what's great is, like, this channel, it's it's such a good – It's I mean, it's a one-stop shop for everything Charlie Hydes does. Uh, but from doing this channel, I mean, he's gotten a lot of attention. Otherwise, he was optioned for a, a pilot in 2011 for a, the, something called the Charlie Hyde Show. Uh, he was on Big Brother's Bit on the Side for Celebrity Big Brother, which is, like, their sort of, like, episode commentary – uh, yeah. And he filmed a scene for the absolutely fabulous movie, which was like last oh. year. Oh, so like it, it's kind of here we go, Britain, right? Yeah. Right, like it's Britain kind, celebrity, right? It's like you know, Courtney Act in Australia. It's like Charlie Hyde is already like doing stuff. Like she's yeah. she's yeah. got a career. Uh, right. You know, she makes almost all of her own looks. She went to the uh, fashion design uh, at Mass College of. She's no, she studied fashion design at Mass College of Art, which is the same school Katya went to. So, um, you know. They teach him well there. And, uh, oh, when you do check out her uh, her channel, she has this other character that she does called Lisa Q. Jones, and she has an interview with Bianca Del Rio, and it's really good. It's uh, it's it's a great alter ego that Charlie does. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, in terms of, like, I mean, um, my opinion of Charlie Hyde's is that, like, yeah, I think that she's going to go far. I think she's got a ton to offer. I think that she she can sew. She can she can obviously act. I mean, if she doesn't do if she doesn't do Joan Rivers for Snatch Game, it criminal because I think that's her best. I think that's her best impression. Uh, okay, great. Yeah, and I mean, I just think that if Charlie Hyde has to lip sync, I hope she's against Pheromone. <laughs> you know, because. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's that, those are my thoughts on Charlie. That I, but I also think that if Charlie doesn't make the top three, uh, she's a shoe in for Miss Congeniality. She seems okay. like a really good, a really good energy. So uh, I am even more excited about Charlie than I was before. Well, speaking of queens that I'm more excited about than I was before is James Mansfield. James Mansfield, I learned a lot about and got really, really excited about. So uh, James Mansfield's name um, is James Worth. He's from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I consider him kind of a YouTube queen. Um, it's kind of what he's been doing for a while uh, and has been making really kind of awesome videos for the past three years. Um, he's a younger queen and uh, can sew, can act. Uh, and he's considered kind of like a comedy queen. So I thought that I would just kind of go through some facts that I learned about him. Um, his influences are Elvira and Jane Mansfield. 
Um, he has 9,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, and he does, um, he started this kind of drag history lessons mm -hmm. where he talks about 90s queens and uh, all types of drag uh, in various episodes, which I think is really cool. And the reason he's doing it is because when he wanted to research drag queens, he didn't have a place to start. So he kind of wants to give people a place to start, which I thought was cool. Oh, wow. Um, so, so he loves wigs. Wigs are what completes his look for him. Um, he can't wear contacts because he can't touch his eye. Um, and he has this um, this interesting laugh. It's this kind of like hiccup laugh. Like, <laughs> uh, that oh, he does I've heard that. Yeah. Character. He does it in the Meet the Queens video. But in all of his videos, he does it. And I can't tell if it's going to get annoying or not. But I love it so far. Um, he is not a Halloween queen. And he's not a pride queen. He's actually a Christmas queen. He was oh. asked to be a drag queen in a Christmas pageant. Um, in Wisconsin, uh, and that's when he started doing it uh, at the end of 2012. Um, in one of his videos, I do have to say he quoted Divine from Pink Flamingos. Um, they uh, the the question was uh, James Manfield, are you a lesbian? He said yes, I love everything, uh, and that's a famous line from Pink mm. Flamingos. Um, he's very supported by his parents. Um, humor is his biggest passion. Um, so that's his biggest concern is always making people laugh. Um, he's very much a fifties, uh, silhouette. He loves the fifties. That's where he gets a lot of his stuff, uh, his look from as well as the nineties. Cause, uh, and you would appreciate this Colin. He loves nineties Queens because they are a cross between high camp and glamor. And he mm. just loves, he loves Queens like head of lettuce. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you would also love this. He's a Pisces Aquarius cusp. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, Aquarius. Hey, Mary. And, um, and the other thing that I love um, about him that I learned is that he started out as a puppeteer. Wow. So he can switch voices really, really quickly and really, really well. So the voice that we heard in the video is this James Mansfield voice, this uh, 50s uh, Jane Mansfield kind of camp, uh, which I kind of love. Mm -hmm. um, he considers drag to be his gay suit of armor, which I think is really great. Um, and there's this great quote that uh, we can hopefully post. I posted it uh, to you. I sent it to you last night. But um, he was asked if he can do a death drop. And this was his answer. Well, the answer is no. If I did a death drop, I would die. So if I were to ever do a tutorial on that, it's probably my suicide note. And I'm doing it in probably a way a samurai falls on his own sword. Uh, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and uh, he has a Shiba Inu, uh, which I thought was you know cute because I love Shiba Inus. Um, and uh, the other thing that I learned about him is that he didn't block, he doesn't block out his brows because they don't block out their brows in the 90s. Uh, they sacrifice their look as a man. Uh, he sacrifices his look as a man and uh, then he draws on the rest. So what he does is he actually shaves his eyebrows all the way down so there's just little nubs mm -hmm. and then he draws the rest on so i don't know it's kind of like blocking out your brows um yeah. and right. uh i i do want to just say there's this one video that you would love and it reminded me of just like john waters to a t he's singing a love song um to a, a rubber chicken um and he's lip-syncing uh an adele uh, all right cover song uh, the last thing I'll say about James Manfield that's making me very excited about him is he does an amazing Rebel Wilson impression. Rebel oh. Wilson is the Australian girl from Pitch Perfect, so I hope he does that for Snatch Game. Oh, I mean, that, that of course. Yeah, I mean, that has to be. Uh, if, like, yeah. 
Yeah, that's so uh, good. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, James Mansfield. I mean, I think that she certainly got something to bring to the table. There's something there, and I want to see it. Um, I think she'll get far. I see her as a top five, top six queen. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. Well, we shall see. But, uh, you know, glad we glad we gave her another take. So, you know, we got so excited about talking about these season nine queens and giving them another take that we did not even get into our All-Stars 3 fantasy casts. So, yes, bitch, get into it. So before we go, we need to talk about who we want to see back on that main stage for All-Stars 3. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. So I, I think that maybe what we could do is we could... If we're talking about the 10 queens, we kind of alternate. I'll say one of mine. You say one of yours. You know, just kind of build it up a little bit. I'm just going to do mine in because I don't want to give favorites. I'm just going to do mine in order from, like, oldest season to most recent yeah. season. Yeah, all right. That's how I have mine. Too. Okay. okay great. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. So my first one is Angina. Same. Same. It's Yeah! Yeah. Criminal that she hasn't been on All-Stars yet. I think that she would be amazing and you know i love i love a queen who does dragon ball who does drag bald i love that yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, her walk I'm, is everything to me i love angina mm-hmm. yeah yeah angina for all-star season three all right uh so my next one is dita ritz okay i uh i have her on my list uh so yeah so i guess i'll just agree with you i have yes i have dita ritz up i agree i'd like to look to see dita ritz okay you know, I'd like to see her shutting it down at the Scorpion at Charlotte, you know, on All-Stars 3. <laughs> I just think she deserves another take, another chance. You know, I feel like she might have grown, you know, more as an artist, as a character. And, uh, I, you know, I never – she got far. She got top five, girl. You know, it's like, all yeah. right, Tati got top five. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it'd be it'd be nice to find out what would happen. I think people probably would have the same thoughts about Tatiana before All-Stars 2. If like, sure. Oh, sure. okay, sure. Uh, I had on my list, you know, going back a couple seasons, I'd like to see Mariah come back. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mariah? I think that Mariah... What is she going to bring? What do you think she's going to bring? I think that Mariah... I mean, she went home for a rough snatch game, but I think that Mariah has... She, she's she got amazing looks. She's a beautiful queen. I think that she's seasoned. I think that she's got the personality. I think that she gave great talking head. Great talking okay. head. So I I know that it's there. And she was on Drag U. I mean, this is a queen that has so much more to offer than we saw in season two. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see her back. All right. Um, so my next one was Milk, because it does a body good, girl. Oh, all right. Oh, and by the way, I said season two for Mariah, but she was season three. Um, I didn't want to correct you. Yeah, but I, for posterity's sake, I I know where she's from. Uh, I also had Milk on my list. I, of course, want to see Milk come back. I think she has so yeah. much more to offer. Oh, God, she's going to be fabulous. Yeah. I, um, and I know that, you know, Squirrel Friends might not agree with this because of their, their recent change of heart on this queen, but I would like to see Shangela come back for oh, All Stars 3. Oh, Shangela. Shangela! Shangela! Yeah. I, I think that she's, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she... She was originally on my list. She was originally. I had to take her off. So. Oh, yeah. Well, she's. I'd like to see her come back. Yeah, she's. Uh, she. Uh, there was that great series that she had, right on YouTube. There's. It's very funny with that famous woman oh, that she lived with. Right with. Um, I want to say Jennifer Holiday, but it wasn't Jennifer Holiday. Uh, but yeah, really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. 
Um, all right, so my next queen was Darian Lake. Okay. Oh wow. All right. I thought yeah. about Darian. Lake. I mean, I have a new, I have new appreciation for Darian Lake after season six, and uh, or what we just saw from season six, and um, yeah, I think she's in a different place. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I thought about Darian Lake, but she did make the final cut. Uh, to go back a couple of seasons, this should be of no surprise. I'd love to see Delta Work come back. Okay, I, I figured you were going to write her. Yeah, I, I love Delta Work. I want to see yeah, more from great. her. Yeah, yeah, I think she's great. Um, um, all right. So, so we oh, we had two big queens in a row. Two big queens. Yeah. Um, and now a fishy queen, Avi. She a gun because she is the boom boom gun. Wow, I hadn't even considered her. I, she didn't. What? Yeah, I had not. Actually, I thought who you were gonna say. She'll come in like fresh tilapia. Yeah, yeah. Tilapia is like isn't people people always say like tilapia is like the worst fish. It's like junk. Food I know. Fish. I, it's yeah. the cheapest. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I said, and I know that this is gonna be on your list, but uh, I, I said Trinity K. Bonet. Oh, clearly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's like no fucking question. Yeah. Language. I don't yeah. really care. No, no I. Yeah. yeah, no, I really, yeah, RuPaul, you're allowed to curse on this podcast. TKB, uh, I mean, I want for the same reason as all these other queens. It's like I want to see what you're gonna do now. Like, yeah. how yeah. have you grown? Right. Um, so the next one I know you have on your list, and it's Mrs. Kasha Davis. I didn't have her on my list. <gasps> I know. I didn't have my her on mouth, my list. My mouth is wide open right now. What? I know. I I think I probably thought about it, but I didn't put her on my list. I, I mean, 10 queens. I have other queens, you know? All right. All right, Mary. So, okay. That's that's my next one. All right. Well, my uh, my next one, I mean, going on, because there was really no one from season seven, but season eight, uh, Chi-Chi Devane. Oh, okay, she's on my list. I mean, there's no question that Chichi Devane needs another shot. Yeah. Um, if I could, if I could go backwards, because we missed one, Jazz and Masters. What? <laughs> yeah, I took her off. Oh no, I I took off Acid Betty actually and replaced it with Jazz and Masters. I'm like Jazz and Masters. At least there'll be, you know, she'll be some really funny commentary. I think she's great. I think she. I mean, I love Acid Betty. Don't get me wrong. It was like either Acid Betty or Jazz and Masters. And I picked Jazz and Masters because I just, you know, it's another queen. Uh, Jamma Masters. Jamma Masters. Jamma Masters. <laughs> I'm Jamma Masters. Uh, I, <laughs> what is it she says when she walks in the workers? We made it. Oh, I made it. Uh, oh, H E R E. I'm here. Or something like I'm that. I'm here. I love her. I love her. Um, well, I did keep Acid Betty on my list because I okay. think there's so much more to see from Acid Betty. Sure. No. Uh, uh, so the next one I had, the uh, last one I had, is Thor G. Thor. Good. So did I. Uh, oh, okay. oh, so did I. Yeah, yeah, so did I. Yeah, no, she she absolutely deserves to come back. I think she's... Yeah, yeah uh, she's good TV. She's now, uh, great everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it would be fun to think about, of your list, when you look at those queens, I mean, when we think of All-Stars 2, Alaska was kind of like... Like, All-Stars 1, it was like, okay, so this is like Chad Michaels' Drag Race. All-Stars 2 was kind of Alaska's Drag Race. Who on your list do you think is, like, the queen that needs to get the crown to make up for not getting it in her season? You know what I mean? Yeah, I have... Uh, three are sticking out, and the three are Milk, Trinity, and Chi-Chi. Wow. Thorgy is, a, Thorgy is a, as another four, so... That, yeah, see, I mm, – it's tough. I could see 
God, you know, I'd love to see Angina win. I'd love to just hear coming oh, from wow. behind from season yeah. one and just be like, yeah. by the way, this is what I brought. Uh, right. But I, I mean, I'd love to see Chichi Devane win. I'd love to see, um, I mean, Milk, of course. But like, I could also see Shangela running away with the fucking crown. So, okay, she's very all around queen. Isn't she's she? a very all around queen, and like, yeah. and I think she's grown considerably from what we saw in season oh. three. So, uh, like, Squirrel Friends always talks about, like, in the reunion episode for All Stars 3, she had this, like, big old pimple. It was like, oh, yeah, Shangela doesn't have that problem anymore. She's she she's the kind of queen who checks that before she shows up on camera. She's right. grown. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, that's it's tough to say. There's no obvious ones on my list, but I would not be surprised if Shangela won All Stars 3 on my okay. list. All right. All right. All right. That's fair. Um, I just wanted to say two honorable mentions besides Acid Betty was Trixie mm-hmm. Mattel and Stacey Lane Matthews. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought about Stacey Lane for a minute. And there's this thing with Stacey Lane Matthews where it's I mean, like... She's grown. Do... You know, she was a young queen. Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's a good queen. But sometimes I think that people are kind of being a little... Like, on the subreddit, they're, like, obsessed with Stacey Lane Matthews. But sometimes it kind of feels like... And I know you're, like, I know this is the the political incorrect police are going to be at my house in a second but it kind of feels like I'm just going to go there it feels like you're in gym class and one of your classmates is maybe not at the same level perhaps physically or developmentally as the rest of the kids and everybody kind of claps and cheers louder because they want to be supportive but it's also kind of patronizing at the same time it's like white guilt yeah yeah Yeah, it's like come on you can do it it's like don't talk to them like they're idiots just because they're you know (laughs) don't invite me to set don't yes don't invite me to set don't invite stacy lane matthews to all stars three autograph i know you don't want it i know know you're not a fan and i know you're not a fan Well, I'm not gonna lie. I was a fan of Stacey Lane Matthews. <laughs> I I really loved her. I loved her Monique. I know that she was faltering in the beginning, um, but I think that was her inner saboteur. I do yeah. think that if she can mature and kind of see herself, uh, I think she could have a lot to offer. So that's all I'm saying. Well, I will say that Stacey Lane Matthews is sort of an underrated performance. Stacey Lane Matthews in the Queens in Space Challenge from season three. It, this like Maya Angelou in space realness that she gives is <laughs> fabulous. So I, will I love always that give episode her... so much. Yeah, I, there's a, there's a lot of good performances in that one. She really is excellent. <laughs> Actually, Mariah's great in that one too. Uh, oh, yeah. So yeah, so um, yeah, Stacey Lane Matthews. I guess like yeah, I could I'd be happy to see her come back. You know, she's a sweet queen. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So, all right. So that's our fantasy season three all stars. If you have any thoughts, Marys, chime in. Like, who who would win fantasy season three? It's not fantasy, but who would see, who would win season three all stars? Let us know yeah. on Twitter at All Right Mary or email us at All Right Mary Podcast uh, at gmail dot com. Yeah, and of course, here comes, ladies and gentlemen begging for them likes begging for those comments but while you're online you could hop over to itunes you could leave us a rating leave us a comment let us know you're out there let us know what you like what you don't like let other people know that this is a podcast worth listening to and you know i just oh so good Go ahead. and we would be very grateful that's all i just wanted to to add something that uh maybe uh most of our marys i don't think we've ever talked about this but Colin and I, we haven't told any of our friends that we're doing this podcast. Yeah. We haven't told any of our friends. And not because uh, any other reason, but like not really many of our friends watch Drag Race or are geeking out about Drag Race the same way that we are. 
And so we we only kind of have this between us. Now, we know other Drag Race uh, fans. Like, we know that. But they're not really podcast listeners. And so, I don't know. We we don't really have other friends to kind of depend on for the, these conversations. So the more people that we can kind of talk to about this, like the better, the more kind of happy we are to kind of go there and this deep about drag and about what it's doing for the world. And even if it's arguments about why RuPaul's brand is ruining drag versus why it's not and why it's really fabulous for the gay community or for gender in general, why it's great for women as well. Um, I, I, we don't have people to do that with. So the more people we can reach, the better. And one of the ways uh, we can reach people is by getting um, reviews on iTunes. Because when people see that there's more reviews, then it it comes up quicker in a search or they, yeah. they can just download it with more confidence. So yeah, if, it legitimizes if you haven't, it. We, I, we know that you're out there because we see all of the downloads that we get. We know how many subscribers we have. And there's quite a bit. And we would love just, you know, to know what you think about it um, and, 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 and why perhaps you're not leaving a review, right? Like maybe, maybe it's just because, like, oh, I always forget or I'm listening to it, you know, on my way to work or whatever. Leave us a review. We would love that. Uh, yeah. It would mean a lot to us because it would mean that more people would, would listen. Um, and we know that many of you are. Uh, and, we, you know, we spread the love. That's all we're saying. Yeah. You know, I think that's been the running theme of a lot of the emails that we get from people is that we are an outlet for them to talk about Drag Race or to hear people talk about Drag Race because they don't have people in their lives who do it. And it's like we're we're saying that right back to you. You're an outlet for us. Yeah. So yeah, totally. like Keep let's – emailing us and geeking out. Like we love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a nice little community that gets formed. So – uh, anyway, I think that's all we've got for this week, and uh, we'll be back next week with some more fun little mini features. We're going to, you know, give a few more queens another take and, you know, uh, do that thing we do. Uh, just get into it, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all you got. That's all I got. Sputtering. sputtering. Yeah. <laughs> going to edit this part. Yeah. <laughs> Never landed the plane. Um, <laughs> tell my wife I love her. Black box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry the joke didn't land. <laughs> anyway, that's all we've got for this week, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, until then, I guess all I've got left to say is bye. Witty catchphrase. You know what I mean?